Let's begin with a word of prayer. Blessed Lord Jesus, we give thanks and praise to you that we know in every moment of our lives you are working for our good and for your glory. Thank you for the privilege of serving your saints. We pray for this young lady who had uh, this tragic uh, accident, Lord. And we pray also for the young man that caused all the damage and all the pain and all the sorrow. But above all, we pray that you would be the teacher tonight. Help us as we continue to study your holy and precious word, that it might stir within our hearts, O oh God, your love, so that we may love others as you love us. Bless us now for the sake of Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. Um, we are on page 7 with question 20. The question is, what idol... Pardon me? I have 18. Question 18? Yeah. By showing mercy to the poor... Who would Nebuchadnezzar be mirroring? Is that the question that we need to address? I thought we addressed that, or am I incorrect? I don't have anything written, but we left off on 18. Okay, my apologies. Please forgive me. Okay, let's um, back around. Well, let me just kind of start with at least the reminder of 17, and then we'll go to... Um, um, I'll just give the question... And the answer, and then we'll pick it up with 18. What does the action of showing mercy to the poor have to do with repentance? And the second part of it, does this mean Nebuchadnezzar is saved by works? There's two 17 and 18. That's how we're getting mixed up. Yeah, I have a good one. Oh. Yep, there is. Hey. Good job. <laughs> what now? <laughs> 17, 18, 17, 18. I have a Oh. Trial. Daniel confronting. Yeah, we were on the second 18 is where we left off. <laughs> oh, so I must have made a mistake on yours. And I know why, because like sometimes if you have the numbers and you click enter, oh, yeah. it will go automatically. And if I didn't pay attention, because on mine, what was the one that we addressed last time? So we already did read Matthew 19, 16 okay. to 21. So, okay. So, what idol is Daniel confronting? Okay, so this is where we are supposed to be. Yes. That's what I thought. I had going to put a mark in there. <laughs> I'll have to look at yours. So remember that I made a mistake and I didn't catch it. Okay, so um, with Matthew 19, uh, to give to the poor, come follow me, um, Jesus literally smashes the idol of this man. And the idol was what? Wealth. Wealth. Okay, And, you know, if you think of the three major idols in our lives, can you name those? What are the three major idols of today? Power, money, and... Okay, wealth, power. What's the other? That, okay, fame, fame, fame. Everybody wants to be... That's why everything is videotaped now because they want that 15-second or 15-minute fame or whatever. So these are the three idols that primarily, I mean, there's others, of course, but these are the three idols that primarily um, cause us havoc in uh, because 
everybody has to work. And we instill that, which is great in the Midwest, but we don't instill in them, don't let the wealth or the job get ahead of the church. Because we have a lot of kids, youth in particularly, that are able to work on the weekend because they're working in school. Well, then they miss out on the church. You know, and I'm not going to sit here to say parents don't do that, but to emphasize God will provide for you. God will take care of you. Therefore, don't let that idol become the major. Because now uh, the other idol is sports. Okay, uh, What are we doing when we say to our kids, go ahead and work on a Sunday morning? Now you have a choice to make. Do I go to church and worship my God, or do I go and worship the almighty dollar? And, you know, I shared this with you before, how many times I come to church Sunday morning and they're playing soccer on Good Friday or Easter Sunday. Okay? What are the parents doing? They don't have the guts to say, we're not going to let my kids play. And I say often, if more than one parent does it, they'll stop. But no one is taking the time to do that. Okay? Do you have your hand out or did you? I'm fine. Uh, why don't you kind of sit closer to your sister in Christ there? Um, I don't know if I have anything. I may have some over there. Anyway, um, so whatever idols in our way, I mean, I talked about the major ones, but sports is one, sex is one, pornography. All of these are idols. Anything that takes the place of God, that's what an idol is, and that's a, that's a first commandment. If you can't keep the first commandment, it's impossible to keep all the others. Okay, so... So this brings us up to 20, and I think you have 18 on yours? Yeah. Okay, on the second 18. Uh, what idol is Daniel confronting in Nebuchadnezzar by the call to show mercy to the poor? I thought it was wealth. I thought it was pride. Pride, arrogance, because if you remember... Look at all the things that I have built, right? And I have fallen into that many times because I've said that before, and God forgive me for I think of what I shared. You know, I came to this country with $500, and now I have a house, I have a car, I have two cars, I got machinery. You know, that's arrogance. Of course, I know, I know it is God's gift. But when we look at ourselves, this is what I've done, you know, we try to say, by God's grace, that he, he was kind to me. You know, he was kind to me. That okay. maybe add power into that, too. I mean, that goes along with arrogance, but... Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, pride comes before the fall, right? Isn't that what the Savior said? How many people who are so arrogant and so proud, they just come tumbling down. Um, You know, and so to answer the question, what idol is Daniel confronting in Nebuchadnezzar by the call to show mercy to the poor? So we talked about Nebuchadnezzar's pride and arrogance. We can add power to that. And with that action, he would acknowledge that he is no better before God than the lowest of the poor. 
Okay? Uh, that's where pride and arrogance gets in. Okay? Uh, he thinks he is a better man in the sight of God than all of the others who don't have what he has. And uh, I was recently speaking to a saint uh, who made the comment, you know, dear brother Nabil, I don't know why God has blessed me so much. I said, you know, I don't know why God has blessed you so much, but have you ever wondered what you can do with all your blessings to help the others? You know, I didn't say this is what you got to do. I just says, you know, remember, to whom much is given, much is required. That's kind of with me. You know, I love teaching because I know a lot. Oh, gosh, that came out like a conceited element. <laughs> okay, please forgive me. But I do know languages. I know the culture. I know the custom. I know the context of things. So I'm delighted to teach. I have traveled to a lot of places to do so. And so with the gift of teaching and the ability to communicate with others, I am just motivated to do the best that I can. So whenever I am invited to preach or teach, I'm gone. Because I think it's one of the ways that I can spread the wealth that God has given to me to share with others. And I love that. And what we see right here, uh, what Daniel is asking uh, this king to say to him now, Think of how rich you are. All of the kingdoms that you have, everything that is before you, God has blessed you. But have you ever thought of reaching out to someone else and say, hey, let me help you out? Okay? This is where pride gets in. And uh, you can look at uh, the rich man in Luke where, you know, his, his granaries are filled up, you know, the story, right? The granaries are filled up, so... And he had such a bumper crop a harvest that he says, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tear everything down, build bigger, and then do what? Pour it. Well, yeah, but he's going to be, uh, to be merry and happy and live life at ease. Could it be possible that all of this wealth that God has given to you could have made someone's life better. Okay. I'm going to share something that happened just recently with my wife and I. And don't get it outside here because I don't, I don't want glory to myself. What? Nothing. Oh, nothing. Okay. You're, you're, you're on the podcast, so though. Everybody's going to know. <laughs> oh. Well, if they do, fine. But... I mean, it isn't, it isn't bad by any means. We were, Thursday mornings, we go out for brunch. Jeannie and I, that's our date together. We go out for brunch. And my wife said, honey, I think this guy across from us is a homeless. I says, how do you know that? She said, well, look at all the bags below the table. And he was sitting there, and I don't know if he had water or something. So the waitress that waits on us, and she knows us because we are there every Thursday, I said, come over here, will you? Yes. I said, here's some money. Go and buy as big a meal as you can get with drinks and just bring it over. And say nothing who gave it to him or how come. She said, I'll take care of it. So I gave her the money. And um, so she comes over and we are sitting like 
oh, maybe from here to that, the end of that table. I could see him. You know, he couldn't see me, but I could see him. And so she comes with this tray filled up with plates and drinks. And she puts it in the hotel room. She says, well, I didn't order that. And she said, 